Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, this is Emily Swallow, the armorer from The Mandalorian, and you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. This is the way. Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And we've got another good episode for you people. I'm sure you already saw in the cover art. She's been in many different projects, including films like Lake Erie, Alien Armageddon, Starship Rising, and that's just to name a few of her long, extensive IMDb. But you probably know her best as being Dante's girlfriend in the independent movie sensation clerks when was that 92 93 something like that it was after that i thought because i remember i was it was after that that it like hit like the big theaters i believe but uh like after miramax had it but i think that's when they were making i can't remember it's irrelevant so we welcome marilyn gigliotti to the show today and had such a great time talking with her i gotta tell you guys i'm sure you noticed i was a bit nervous (laughs) (laughs) just a But uh, damn, it was cool to have her on. That movie is so freaking awesome. I've always thought of it as like um, Nirvana, Nevermind of the movies. Exactly, yeah. Movie world, you know, kind of like speaking to that new generation. Mm -hmm. But uh, that changed a whole bunch of movies for me after watching that movie. Yeah, I've watched it so many times. You know, the view askew. How do you say that? View askewverse. Yeah. I mean, Clerks has got to be up at the top, if not right toward the top of that list. It's just one of the best. So it was cool to have her, like, actually. I mean, she wasn't actually here, but it kind of felt like she was here. Didn't <laughs> Might as well. It looks like she's looking right at us the way we got the camera set. Yeah, we've got stuff. a we got awesome. a TV set at the end of the uh, uh, table here where we're all sitting around with a camera on it. So it's like they're actually sitting there, even though they're not. Yeah, it feels like they're looking at you. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but not this time. We had a great time talking with her. So we're going to cut you over to that. But before we do, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. If you like what we're doing, head over to CandarePodcast.com. There's a couple links on there that you can click to show us your support. There's a merch tab where you can get t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Or if you don't care about that stuff and want just some extra content, there's a Patreon button that you can click on. And either $5 to $10 a month gets you access to a whole catalog of stuff we've recorded over the years that probably it's getting close to as well maybe not as big as what is out there for regular free, catalog <laughs> it's getting damn close it won't be long before it's starting to catch up to it there's a lot of stuff on there 
And uh, I think for five, ten dollars a month, you're getting your money's worth. Oh, and you'll end up getting some merch doing that too, anyway. So that's yeah. true. There's yeah. merch <laughs> rewards on there too. So some of those episodes, and I've said it before, and I'm not just saying this to coax some money out of your wallet, people, but some of those episodes are my favorite because it's just candid conversation, and you know, we really uh, tell stories about ourselves that never told on the show yeah, you gotta yeah. pay money to hear just behind the scene kind of stuff experiences things we're going to be doing with the show sometimes we do themed episodes it's just kind of all over the place but in a great way it is the candare inner circle it really is it, it really is be a part of the candare nation people at, uh, at our website candarepodcast.com and if you don't have the money to support us then you can support us just by leaving us a review on your podcast player of choice we just had a review that was so nice to see it, it was i was surprised to see it when i just happened to look today yeah i was like oh hell yeah warmed our, our hearts our days. thank you yeah. she said she'd have given more than five stars if she could have mm-hmm. and i just thought oh <laughs> sweet but uh, so thank you to her and yeah again a great way to support us and it's not just fluffing our ego and making us say oh it it actually helps tremendously the more of those reviews we get the more that platform will promote our show uh, what am I forgetting, Randy? And check us out on the evergreenpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, see all the great shows and check us out, too. There it is, evergreenpodcast.com. Man, our reels keep getting longer and longer, don't they? I think so. Got to do something about that. an hour already. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll quit flapping our gums. We're just going to cut right over to our conversation with Marilyn Gigliotti. Marilyn, I want to thank you uh, so much for taking time to be on our show here with us. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me, guys. And I wanted to ask, I was seeing on social media, it looks like you are recovering from knee surgery. How are you feeling? I am, uh, you know, not doing too bad. It's like, thankfully, um, since the surgery, it's not like I've had any kind of really intense pain. Um, If anything, it's more during the night when I'm trying to sleep and trying to get into a comfortable position that doesn't irritate the knee but um right. but you know still still a little wobbly walking wise and but getting along getting right. better getting a little bit remember years ago my sister was a, she was playing basketball when she was in high school and she tore something in her knee really bad and she spent months laying in a bed with this machine under her leg that constantly kept her leg like uh just bending bending. a little bit yeah, yeah yeah like i can't imagine Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, no, it's like mine wasn't that bad. Mine was just a torn meniscus. Uh, Hers was probably something worse than that. (laughs) I I don't remember, but uh, she fell pretty hard on the basketball court. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what happened to me. It's like back in June, mind you, it's almost a year. My gosh, I had just parked the car and I was walking on the way to the salon that I work at. And I tripped on a little pebble and all my weight fell on that one knee. And I kind of knew that. Yeah, I, I knew something was just not just a little, you know, bruise. Right. Something was <laughs> off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, glad you're feeling better. Thank you. And once again, glad to have you here. But uh, let's, you know, before we get into everything that you probably know we're already going to be asking you about, let's go back to uh, where you started with acting. You know, I read that you started in community theater, a lot of which you were actually doing with uh, Brian O'Halloran. At what point of your life did the acting bug uh, bite you? What was it that made you uh, want to pursue that? Honestly, I, I feel like I always had an interest in when I was really young, but it's not something that I felt was a doable thing. My parents, they're both from Puerto Rico, I was first generation here in the States. 
And so it's not something that we were around, you know, it's like just, you know, your average person. Um, But I always had an interest in um, dance, but again, not something that, that was splurged upon. So it wasn't until I got older that I could actually do what I wanted to do. But even (laughs) then, but even then it was still um, not until after I was already married, got a divorce and had, and had a child already that it's like, all right, you know, let's go find ourselves. And that's when I kind of fell into it and just really fell in love with it as well. So, so within where did the uh, audition for clerks then come along? How did you hear about it? Just how did it come to, into your lap? Sorry, I'm um, a little nervous. It's awesome to talk to you. <laughs> it's, it's just me. Uh, <laughs> so I had been doing theater maybe two, three years at that point. And um, through the community theater circuit is when it's like we all found out of, you know, it's like, oh, hey, he's like this kid. He's going to be holding auditions at the First Avenue Playhouse uh, for a film that he's doing or student film or whatever it was that they said. Um, And so I just kind of went to check it out. I'd already done theater at at that theater at the First Avenue Playhouse. Um, And yeah, I think it was within a week that Kevin called me up and uh, wanted me to meet him at the convenience store. He he told me about the script, said, take it, read it. I took it to work at this. I was working in a salon at that time. And um, yeah, I I just, I really enjoyed it, fell in love with it. And it was pretty much mine. (laughs) What kind of uh, productions were you doing in community theater? What kind of shows had you done up to that point? Community theater does a lot of Neil Simon because that's a sold ticket immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) So, you know, I I can't even remember all of the shows that I've done, but um, Crimes of the Heart, that was that was one that I did. That was fun. And I did that at the First Avenue Playhouse. Um, Oh, my God. Wait Until Dark. I did that with Brian did an original that I did with Brian as well, um, titled Sabona, which was written by some who owned a community theater at that time out in New Jersey, who's since passed, but it was a semi-autobiographical story about his life because he was South African and uh, dealt with apartheid. Wow. So, yeah, but that was another favorite of mine as well. Do any of these, are there any videos of these shows or anything out there? Out there? Not for the public viewing. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> but, um, but also, you know, they're all on VHS if there's any. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go find one of those TVs at the Goodwill to build in VHS player. And there's an archive somewhere of them. I still have a ton of VHS in the basement. And I still think about oh, yeah. trying to find a, a VCR or <laughs> one of these days. I, I would love to dig through them because some of them are things I've just pieced together you know, from television or home movies and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm ever going to see them again, that's how it has to be done. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I have like, like those small little tapes as well. Same. Oh yeah. Betamax. But yeah. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a VCR at a thrift store anymore. Still can find, you know, like the discs, but um, I think I remember somebody telling me though, that they found it online VCRs. Really? Oh, wow. I think so. I, I keep, coming back. 
It's like the record player, probably. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I have vinyl, too, and I, I have a way to play them, but not a way to watch my VHS. But So joining the production, you know, that was mainly a bunch of guys who already knew each other, like growing up together. What was it like entering this, this tight-knit atmosphere? How well did you mesh with the group at first? Well, the nice thing that I like with... Kevin, as far as I know that he's done this and it's like, I've only gotten to do the rehearsal process with him only for clerks. Cause it's like, unfortunately for clerks three, I wasn't on the East coast at that time to do the rehearsal process, but Kevin does like to have a rehearsal process where most films, it's like your rehearsal process is uh, blocking. It's like come in knowing your lines. And it's like during the blocking, then, you know, that's when you get to rehearse. So we at least had that for the original and Brian and I, we already knew each other. So that was a plus. Sure. Um, and you know what? L- Lisa, she was in the same boat as well. She didn't really know anybody there either. So, uh, you know, it, it was nice. It, it was nice. We kind of immediately kind of all gelled. And, you know, we were all kind of, as I like to say, we were in the same boat as to we didn't know what we were doing. We were all kind of, you know, along for the ride together. Just learning as you go. <laughs> yeah. And how cool it turned out. <laughs> and that's, um, you know, something to also bring up is this is pretty much everyone that was there. If if the making of Clerks documentary was correct, was this was their first film, right? Or yeah. were there, was there anyone there that had been on previous films? Not that I can recall, no. Because right. even, even Kevin, Scott, and Dave, like... Kevin left the the school early and Scott and Dave, even in school, I'm not sh- They might've done their school project filming wise, but I don't, you know, I don't know that they've done anything other than like the feature film that the clerks might've been the first for everybody completely. So what was the experience uh, of the actual production of the film? You know, everybody be, being crammed in that little store. Like what were some of the trials and tribulations? Like I, I saw in that documentary that, Everybody had to tear the store apart, like soon as it closed, filmed all night, put throwing it back together. And that just there were lots of things that were kind of uh, going wrong along the way. Can you, you remember anything? I mean, I was only there for three nights and oh, okay. one day, something like that, I think. Hard to remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like things were really taken up part i mean other because it again you do things in chunks and it's like it's not like everything it's like you know if this is where we're going to be shooting and like when brian and i were behind the counter i don't remember anything that really had to be taken out of there it's like but they're setting up the camera and all that kind of stuff so it's and lighting i think they might have had some lighting but it's not like it was anything spectacular because you know the the overheads and all that kind of stuff but uh, I mean, the one thing that they had to do a lot of cleaning up for was when Jeff and Brian get into that fight scene. And oh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> busted open ho ho packets everywhere. <laughs> so I, I, I honestly, it's like for me, there wasn't a lot of areas that were different than when they were. Because it's like one scene, I'm just sitting on the counter in the in the video store with Jeff, 
the other one is like I'm standing up on the the ice cream chest there mm -hmm. and then behind the counter and then walking in and out, you know, so right. and one thing that I will spoil is I never got to fire the fire extinguisher. Seriously, <laughs> I feel yeah. like didn't it didn't it go off in the film? No, I, it not? did go off, yeah. but not with you didn't see me shooting it. It, it was coming off from uh, oh. off. Scene. So who had the honor of doing that then? I don't know. I think I heard that it might have been Kevin. Wow. I don't, I don't know. Stole um, actually, I'm sorry. I don't think it was the actual fire extinguisher either. Wow. Really? <laughs> We're getting juicy tidbits. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Exclusive behind the scenes. That would have probably been, been a big better. mess to clean up a real fire yeah. extinguisher. Yeah, it, probably. Yeah, but it might have been baby powder. Oh, wow. Hmm. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> That was such a cool scene. Yeah. It was so badass. You up there on that uh, ice cream cooler with that thing, just Thank taking you. charge of the situation. <laughs> that was kind of fun, but it, it definitely would have been badass to actually fire the fire extinguisher. <laughs> sure, sure. Just tearing that dude down to his last thread to find out he's a chewing gum guy. <laughs> it was awesome. So do you remember the first time you saw the finished project? Like, what were your first impressions of the finished film? The first time got to see it at the IFFM feature film market. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it was weird. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you're looking at yourself up on the screen and you're trying not to criticize yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in another sense, it was fun, you know, to see this project that we all worked on up on the big screen. Now, there weren't a lot of people there, but the most important person that needed to be there was there. And that was, right. yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's like my brain just farted on his uh, brain. I knew I should have written that dude's name down. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's like it's like I had it and it just shot right out of my brain. Um, Bob Hawk. Hawk, yes. It's like I don't want to forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, thankfully for us that he was in the audience to then, you know, get it to where it is today. So that was going to be my next question where you're in uh, your impressions, not of the first time seeing the film on the big screen, but, you know, the IFFM showing was the first time it was on the big screen. Like you said, you know, of the only the three people in the audience, Bob Hawk being the most important person who could have shown up before you knew who he was and we're only seeing those three people there. What was going through your mind? You're like, oh, God, there's only three people here. Well, I mean, it wasn't three people, but. Most of the people that were there were cast and crew. Right. Um, I I don't know. Might might have been a, a dozen of us. Okay. Um, so yeah, we did notice that there were about three other people, but to think that they were anything other than people who were just attending and hadn't, you know, didn't have a name to themselves of any way. It's like we, we just saw it's like, oh, it's okay, it's all just us. Oh, oh there's some people we don't recognize. Okay, that's good. <laughs> But was there was there any like kind of worry in your mind like oh oh crap this isn't filling up the theater or did that just never occur to you? It didn't occur to me. Now how about at Sundance when it was the complete opposite when the, there was buzz about the film everywhere and the theater night after night was filling up? What was going through your mind yeah. then? I was in the air sure. uh, traveling there for the first screening, so I didn't even get to see the first screening. I just knew. That as I'm as I'm in the air flying there, it's like, you know, just wondering, wow, how I wonder how it's going and, and all that kind of stuff and dropping everything off at the 
the townhouse that we were all staying at. And then I had to go into town to get all my paperwork. And as I'm walking around, I'm actually getting stopped. Okay. <laughs> How cool. And people are just like, you know, congratulating. It's like, and so that was like a moment of like, wow, okay. Um, I mean, I knew going in or as I was headed there, I knew all the screenings were sold out. So that was a definite plus. Right. Um, but yeah, until, until, <laughs> until you actually start getting those recognitions, it's, it's a bit surreal. And I remember, I'm trying to remember when Brian got there, he had shaved his goatee. And so people were stopping me. Nobody recognized him. Like, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so I was like, again. "Yeah, this this is this is Brian who played Dante." And so yeah, it was it was it was a fun moment. <laughs> I can't imagine just oh, just doing this this production, this small production, you know, in this grocery store, and then just like you said, so quickly, just being recognized on the street, and just then Miramax buying it right after the show. Like it, it had to have been amazing. Yeah, it, it was a pretty fun experience, surreal. I have not been back since. And I know that when Clerks 2 came out, I, th I think they did something over there. I don't know. There was another time, and it could have maybe been the 25th anniversary or the 20th. I don't even know and remember. But Kevin was out there with the guys again. And, but unfortunately I couldn't make it. Um, so it would have been nice to have been out there again for Sundance. Sure. And in the years since, you know, obviously with the advent of like cons and stuff like that, have you had any memorable con experiences or any fan moments that have kind of stuck out since then? Or, you know, I'm sure there've been many, but it's like, when you got to think about those moments. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, the only one... <sighs> I can only go by the most recent where it's a bit uncomfortable with a fan that it's, it was just uncomfortable. I'm not going to say exactly what, cause I don't want to point them out because they might notice themselves. And it's like, I'm just not going to call somebody sure. out like that. But yeah, I mean, there, there've been some moments that have been a little uncomfortable. Um, and then there've been some moments that have just really been fun. So, awesome. you know, it has to be a mixed bag of uh, yeah. tricks when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're going to jump to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, more with Marilyn Gigliotti. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another uh, con thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about, at least, I don't know if this is true or not. I've read so many different things online, and believe it or not, the internet has lied to me before. So <laughs> you never know yeah. what you can believe. Um, I but agree, yeah. <laughs> as far as Clerks 3 goes, um, one of the way, the way you found out what I was seeing was that you had kind of been pulled up with uh, some of the rest of the cast of Clerks and were asked by Kevin to hold up three fingers for a, for a picture. <laughs> Is that is that accurate? 
So LA Comic Con 2018, I think. It's hard to remember which is which because it was either 2018 or 2019 before lockdown. Um, <laughs> lockdown just kind of plays with the brain. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they did this big thing over at LA Comic Con with Kevin and Jay and Legion M was there. They had the facade of the convenience store that they used in the reboot. And so they did this whole thing with a lot of people playing Jay and Silent Bob's um, coming in and stuff like that. And Brian and I, we were at the booth signing autographs. And so after Legion M did their little event with every, you know, whoever was cosplaying Jay and Silent Bob and Kevin and Jay were there taking photos with everybody. So Kevin had the four of us take photos so he's like, everybody hold up three fingers. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm like, it, it, like it didn't register. It, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> register. Um, and so even though Kevin had mentioned at some point that I would, was going to be in Clerks 3, it's like, I've had many a people. Well, actually, let me kind of go back a little bit because we did the Clerks 3 uh, staged reading at the First Avenue Playhouse as a charity fundraiser. Oh, wow, really? And I think that was in 2018, August of 2018. And I flew myself out there because I didn't want to miss being a part of that. Sure. And because I had been told that in the original Clark's Three, I was going to be in it. And so when I got there, and then Kevin got there and, you know, he's handing out the scripts and I'm going through the script and I'm like, it's like, where's Veronica? Like, where's Veronica? It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know. And um, so, cause he was wondering as well. And it's like, oh, that was, that was a different draft. So the final draft, <laughs> she wasn't in, in it. And somebody at the end of, you know, one of the nights, because it was two nights um, during the Q&A had, had asked, it's like, oh, would Marilyn be in Clerks 3 if you were to redo it? It's like, absolutely. So even though that does happen, it's like there have been many a time that I've been told, it's like, oh, definitely use you again. And, you know, I never get that phone call. Sure. And, um, and, you know, shit happens and whatever. So to finally get the validation there that Kevin, it's like, you know, when when it dawned on me after holding up the three fingers. And I said, to, and I turned to him, I say, Oh, does that mean that I'm going to be He's like, yeah, it's like, so I kind of, I'm sure everybody heard me in, in the. <laughs> <laughs> so you had flown out there for that reading, but then yeah. you didn't get to read with them. I did read. I did, did read. read. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I read the role of, what would have been Jay's, uh, not Jay's, uh, Randall's love interest. Okay. I see. Man, I would love to see that, but it, it probably is not allowed out there, being it was for charity. Uh, yeah, you know, I know they they um, recorded it, but I have no idea, you know, what's right. been Probably done be some, it. like, special features when the DVD for the third movie comes out or something like that. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You can probably see that happening. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I know I there have been a lot of people that have asked. I'm I, sure. 
I'd be interested to see it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I know NDAs are uh, all out there and about there. And, you know, you can't talk about the film being that it's, uh, it's in post-production, I believe. So, but can I ask you at least what was it like to revisit uh, Veronica again and be in some of those? I, I don't know if you guys came back out to the East Coast and you don't have to answer that because I know that might be giving stuff away. But just what was it like to revisit the character and uh, be with those people again? Uh, well, I can say that, yes, we were back at the convenience store because that's been out there. Like, okay. I, I will gladly say what's been put out in the media already and everybody pretty much knows that yeah we were we were shooting at the convenience store and it was nice to revisit veronica um and to you know be back at where it all kind of started but but because of covid you know it just wasn't it felt felt very isolated Mm, Um, you know because couldn't really just hang out on set Sure, sure. Um, because things were, you know, kind of put in place so that there wasn't a lot of intermingling to possibly do infections of any kind uh, that would put the production in jeopardy. So rightfully so, but right. but yeah, that kind of put a damper on things. Took its toll for sure. Well, I cannot wait to see this film. I've been wait. I mean, me and so many other people have been waiting so long, <laughs> but it's just awesome to know that you're you're going to be in it as well. You were Thank you were you. you were missed in the second one for sure. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know we've been talking only about Clerks, and I'm sure you're very used to that. But, you know, there's so much more that you've done other than Clerks. You know, a long list of uh, films like Lake Erie, Alien Armageddon, Starship Rising, so many more. But on top of that, you know, a professional hair and makeup artist, which you're not only using uh, outside the entertainment industry, but as inside as well, as well as being a professional photographer inside and outside of the entertainment industry. So you're kind of in all aspects of the uh, of the entertainment industry. But um, one thing that we were seeing online, too, is that uh, you also have directing and producing credits on uh, some shorts like A Mother's Love, A Letter from God, and Unsolved. And I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about uh, directing, producing, and some of these uh, projects. Yeah, um, so a group of us, group of actors, it's like we all got together and decided, it's like, you know, let's let's try and put together our own projects. And at that time, I had kind of started to say, it's like, all right, I've got this idea for this little short film, you know, I want to do it. And at that time, somebody came to me. It's like, I want to have a meeting with you. Um, So, you know, there's a group of six of us or or so. And we're going, we've got about so many scripts, so many shorts that we want to kind of put together. And we were thinking it's like, if you wanted to come in and uh, do the projects with us, I'm like, oh, well, I just happen to be doing this. It's like, bring it on board. So Long story short. <laughs> you can take we, the long road. That's fine, too. We love, love hearing these stories. We we did a fundraiser, uh, you know, through Indiegogo, I believe it was. Um, we didn't raise a lot of money. Um, and we had about six or seven shorts that we wanted to shoot. But with the budget that we had, we were able to do three of them. And we did it all in a weekend. So oh, we wow. did like, yeah, we did like three shorts in three days. Jeez. It, it was intense. Um, and it would have been nicer to have the time to do a little bit more. But I think 
for the most part, we all got the core of what we needed. Um, but again, we ran out of money. So um, one of the shorts, though, a letter from God, they were able to, you know, they kind of put the money together themselves to kind of finish that off and uh, did go to the Chandler Film Festival and actually won, I forget which award, might have been for the best short. I don't remember. But um, so that was actually nice. With the one that I directed, which was, was A Mother's Love, just need some money to kind of finish post on that. <laughs> I see. But it's filmed and it's 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 waiting for uh yeah. Money. yeah, I mean it, it needs some color correction, music. Um there there was a rough draft kind of put together, but then you know, so <laughs> I can't imagine doing that much in a weekend. But there's something also to be said for working in a short time frame. It really makes you uh put you know puts a fire to the ass yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah i would very much like to see some of these yeah um hopefully you know i've been thinking about that quite a bit lately and just it's like i need to kind of email my my two people on on that and kind of see all right was there anything done in the meantime that i haven't really kind of that i've been kind of concentrating health-wise so sure absolutely <laughs> But yeah, I I would like to get it finished myself. Let us know when you do, because we want to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe another Indiegogo's in the works. We'll help promote it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also seeing on uh, IMDb, there's probably like uh, on top of Clerks, uh, five to six more projects that are uh, in pre-post production that you're involved with. I wondered if you're able to say of anything that's uh, coming out soon or that you've been working on. Um, you know, I have to kind of look at that myself because sometimes it's like you just no, don't ever remember because things stay in post-production for so long that you never remember. It's like, all right, that's probably not going to get done, you know? I see. <laughs> oh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see here. So Wichella, that's that's in development. I honestly don't know if that's ever going to see the light of day. Murder Hill. I know that will not. And at this point, I don't know that they would have, you know, it's like at a certain point, you start to age out of certain things, mm. <laughs> especially okay. when they've been in development for so long. Oh, I see. Um, and then Kev Heads, well, that's actually just a, a, a thank you. That's not even anything that I was going to be in. This one, however, at the end of the Santa Fe Trail, there was going to be some pickup shots in Albuquerque, New Mexico, because that's where it was originally shot. And uh, so I think it's in May right now, they were saying that we're going to be doing some pickup shots for that. But the story is about a nun who basically helped a lot of the immigrants that came into New Mexico. Um, and I don't know if I could say. Well, we don't want you. To... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some really good news for that. I don't know if I could say any of it. So it's like, you know, it's best not to say anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want you cursing can yes. there if you get a fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, the one thing with that, though, is when I got the audition for that, I was told that I'd be playing the mother of the lead character. Okay. Italian mother of the lead character. Okay. And so they, they wanted me to have some Italian in the audition process. I don't speak Italian. 
I speak Spanish. My parents are from Puerto Rico. Right. I mean, sometimes whenever I would see Italian or hear Italian, it's like, oh, I can pick up a word here and there. It's like, mm -hmm. but basically it's like Google translation and it has that little speaker where it actually says the words. I'm like, right. that's how I did it. Um, and so, yeah, I got the role. And so wow. every day, every day it's like now for the pickup shots, I, I actually have a lot more to say <laughs> in Italian this time. And so every day I just kind of go through the, the, the lines and, and um, I do have to find somebody though who actually speaks Italian to make sure that I'm actually saying it properly and with the right tonations and all that kind sure. of stuff. Because that's one thing that Google translation can't really give you like the tone. Right. To the right. Like the ups and downs of a sentence, say. Just give you Fine. that robot sentence. That you... <laughs> she sounds like a robot in Italian. <laughs> That's incredible, though, that you did it like that. I, I, that would never occur to me, but I'm kind of uh, ignorant when it comes to technology. I, I'm still dis discovering things people have uh, integrated into their lives 10 to 15 years ago. So, <laughs> Gotta have the HS basement. I'm uh, what I call myself a MacGyver. It's like I try to figure out the way to do whatever I need to do. And because being a middle child, having a dad who was very handy, and then, you know, it's my ex-husband, he was also very handy. And it's like, once you go off on your own, it's like, you just figure out a way to do it, you know, being an independent woman. So that's incredible. I, I love that story. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see that and very excited as well to see Clerks 3 uh, and to see you in it as well because again you were missed in clerks too so thank you marilyn for taking so much time to be on our show it's it's just been a pleasure speaking with you this evening thank you so much and i and i really appreciate you know the love that you have for me playing veronica and all that kind of stuff so thank you absolutely important part of the film yeah <laughs> for sure have a wonderful evening you too guys thank you so much thank you thanks marilyn All right, everyone, and there it was, our conversation with Marilyn Gigliotti. I want to thank her so much for taking time to uh, be here and <laughs> watch me sweat under these <laughs> these lights and be nervous. But I think it turned out pretty good and had a good conversation, right? Uh, absolutely, and it's always so surreal talking to these people. Like It, mm -hmm. it just kind of hits you like, wow, I'm really talking to one of the cast members of Clerks. Right. we got to get you guys talking more, too. She All doesn't right. look much older than she was on Clerks, either. No, she looks pretty damn good, didn't she? Yep. Not in a creepy way, Marilyn. If you're listening, oh no, God, I hope that didn't come out bad. That awkward fan that she was talking about. If that's even what she was talking about, but sound like it, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can find Marilyn on Twitter at that clerk's girl and on Instagram at Marilyn Gigliotti and uh, MarilynGigliotti.wixsite.com, where you can check out all kinds of stuff. Some of her uh, different reels she has on there. Interesting to watch. There's all kinds of. I got to see aspects of her career I had never seen before just by visiting that site. Awesome. So yeah, it's pretty cool. A good window into her acting career. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So Jack, what do we got on the website? Go to CandairPodcast.com where you can listen, like, subscribe, buy some merch, become a patron. See some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, if you like what we're doing, that website Jack was just talking about, CandairPodcast.com, merch and Patreon link right there where you can get either t-shirts, mugs, stickers, or extra content that the normies aren't getting people. 
It's up to you the way you want to support us. Randy, what else we got? Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com. And I think that's it, right? I think that yeah, wraps yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that all being said, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And always remember to be excellent to each other. You should have been listening to Canned Air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snowjob, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. This has been a Canned Air production. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!